A week ago, after I left for church, from church, I drove two and a half hours south to St. Mary's Parish in Southern Maryland. I'd been a seminarian at the Episcopal Church there and had gone back to see the rector retire. It was a beautiful, joyful celebration of the community and their pastor's joint ministry of more than 28 years. On the way home, I listened through a series of my weekly podcasts. A guilty pleasure of mine is Bill Maher's weekly show, Real Time. It's not a guilty pleasure because he goes out of his way to summarily dismiss religious belief, though he often hilariously does so. It's a guilty pleasure because he says outrageous things. Guilty because sometimes I think I would never say something like that, but also a pleasure because sometimes I think what he says is brilliant. I just do. It's just my thing. I listen to it alone in the car, okay? Anyhow, at the end of the show, Bill always says where he'll be that week on tour doing stand-up. And that's when I heard him say, see you on May 1st in D.C. at the MGM Casino and Resort. I heard that bit of news last Sunday on May 1st when I was exactly five minutes away from the MGM. My path took me directly past the casino. I took this to be an unequivocal sign that the Spirit of God was telling me to see Bill Maher's stand-up. She has a great sense of humor like that, in my estimation. When the world opened back up last February, I went on a bit of a cultural bender. I took Ruby, my daughter, to see the ballet at the Kennedy Center. We bought tickets to see Hamilton this summer. And Jude and I went to all kinds of basketball games around the city. Jenna and I are painstakingly trying to hit every Indian restaurant in the DMV. After about a month or two of this, we decided, as a family, that we needed a cultural budget for financial purposes. <laughs> uh, anyhow, that's a long way of saying that even though I believed the Spirit was calling me to go see Bill Maher, I had no money to support this venture. Perfect, I thought. This really is a religious mission. <laughs> so I careened the family minivan off the beltway um, and pulled over at the casino. When was the show scheduled to start, I wondered. Had it already happened, or would I have to wait a couple of hours? All good questions, I thought to myself. As I took the elevator up from the parking deck, I saw my reflection and remembered for the first time since making the decision to stop that I had just been at a Eucharist at St. Mary's and was still wearing my collar and in full priest regalia. Another bucket item crossed off my list, walking through a casino outed to the world as a priest. Anyhow, as luck would have it, when I got to the theater for Bill's show, the last hundred people were being let in, the show having uh, started just 10 minutes earlier. I decided to play honesty. When I got to the front, I told the ticketeer that I simply didn't have a ticket, but wondered if there was any way to get in. You don't have a ticket, she said, that's awful. The concert venue holds 3,000 people, and though it was nearly sold out, there were still tickets to sell. 
but she noted, almost absent-mindedly, that someone in the crowd had just offered to the people around him his extra tickets. And I jumped on that. Oh, do you think there's any way I could use his? She said that she couldn't make that happen, but pointing to the woman 30 feet away, her supervisor, she might. So I went over and I explained that I was passing by, absent a ticket, I loved Bill Maher, is there any way of getting in? And here, the caller really played an important role, I think, because she thought, Bill Maher can't stand religion. And wouldn't it be great to put a priest right in the middle of his show? And sure enough, that's exactly what she did. She walked me right in, straight to the middle of the auditorium, about 20 rows back. No sooner had I sat down than Bill made his first of many cracks about how stupid religion is. And I turned around to the people sitting around me, them looking very nervous. <laughs> and I said, yeah. <laughs> and they laughed and looked a little bit, but not totally comfortable. Uh, the rest of the show was great. I spent two hours laughing continuously, almost uh, equally parts cathartic and insightful and wild. All of that brings us to the gospel for this morning. No, really. Jesus is in the temple in Jerusalem at the festival of the dedication a festival still celebrated in the Jewish community today known as Hanukkah, a feast originally about celebrating the Maccabean revolt in the second century BCE when the Judeans overthrew the foreign empire after they had desecrated the temple with images of idols. Current day Judeans of Jesus' time wanted to know if Jesus was the Messiah Likely implicit here, too, is the question of whether Jesus would also lead a political, military revolt from the Roman occupiers. Those who confront Jesus anticipate that Jesus does not always answer his questions directly. They know that he often answers in parables and stories, so they preempt his obfuscation by asking him to speak plainly, tell us directly. Are you the Messiah? But Jesus will not take the bait. He answers elliptically. He answers that who he is is shown in what he does. He refuses to take a simple title. He refuses a word that would have been easily understandable to people trying to make sense of what he was up to, a word that would have gotten him quite a bit of political capital. Why? Why not speak plainly? We know that Jesus believes himself to be the Messiah. Why not tell his audience that directly? This is a long story to tell here, um, I think, and it's a bit complicated. But to try and speak to you all directly, I think Jesus is trying to distinguish between true and false religion. True and false religion can't be decided by appealing to a title. Those questioning Jesus wanted him to accept the title Messiah. But Jesus pushes back as if to say, anyone could call themselves a Messiah. 
you want to know whether I am, you must look at what I actually do. False religion is interested only in looking religious. As Jesus says in Matthew, they know the right prayers and they wear the right clothes. They love to be seen in church. But they, those interested in false religion, do not care about justice. Do not care for the widow and for the orphan. And thus they make a mockery of God. False religion is more interested in titles and figuring out whether someone is in their religious tribe or their ethnic tribe or their nationalistic tribe. Violent religious nationalism was just a, as potent a force in the time of Jesus as it is now. But Jesus won't play that game. If you want to identify who Jesus is, you must walk with him. Do as he did, be as sheep are members of the flock. Knowing who Jesus is requires knowing the voice of the shepherd. This way, Jesus' movement is inherently against the assumption, the overuse of convenient titles. Jesus' movement in this way is inherently anti-establishment. It is non-ideological. True religion is about the actual carrying out of justice, not the mere appearance of it. What does it mean to forgive your enemy today in our part of the world? That might take a very different form than it did during the day of Jesus, but Jesus wouldn't care about that. He would only care that forgiveness is something that actually roots our life and our way of being. We would not overly care that we call ourselves Christian, that we've got all of his titles neatly figured out and memorized. Jesus knew that if he did speak plainly, then his movement might be corrupted into mere moralizing, the journey of faith corrupted into mere talk instead of revolutionary action. Here I think so much of what Bill Maher is interested in, not that anybody cares, but like I'm going to tie this up with the beginning. Um, what Bill Maher is interested in fits closely to the ethos of Jesus. Jesus and Bill Maher both attack the same kind of false, thoughtless religion. We can turn anything into an idol, including atheism. We can turn anything, including atheism, into a religion. We can turn Jesus into an idol by keeping the form of Jesus, the look, the title, but not keeping to the hard demands of Jesus, which I take to be, that we care for the poor, we forgive our enemies, that we welcome the outsider, that we love one another without preset conditions. Challenge for what it means to live God's love this week is as hard as it's ever been. Some issues are so saturated with political vitriol, visceral sense of hatred, that touching it, even with a 10-foot pole, can leave everyone feeling scorched. I don't know the way forward in our society 
the issue of women's rights and abortion, whatever the Supreme Court decides. What I am sure of is the path that Jesus points us to. Jesus does not challenge us as mere outsiders to reconsider whether they really care about justice or merely the appearance of justice. Jesus' challenge is most relevant to us, the people here at church, to carry on in his name. We cannot stop merely at titles or political rhetoric. We have to push towards the true heart of the matter. What does it mean to pursue justice here? What does it mean to respect the dignity of all people? What does it mean to care and protect the outsider, the most vulnerable? You can imagine how quickly some will feel to be confident in answering these questions, including myself. Might I suggest that Jesus' true religion would forcefully ask us to listen closely to the stories of those affected by this, to hit pause on our own quick search for the right titles, to make sure that we appear to be on the right side of the issue. I am not arguing for centrism here, that all sides could be right. The kind of controversy that Jesus' true religion got him into ended up killing him. For all the difficulty in knowing how to go forward, we should readily expect that the answers to our questions will be hard. But the beginning of true religion is prayer, quietness, stillness, listening, searching the mind of God, not for appearance, but truth, searching for God's way of mercy, peace, a love that knows no bounds. God's holy name. Amen.